going on? Greetings and a good day and welcome to another exciting January edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice and we are here talking all and exclusively about your Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, that's actually not true. Uh, yeah, it's January. There's really not a whole lot going on going on right now. The winter tour is in full <laughs> swing, which means that uh, Marcus Stroman was in Newmarket. That's like that's that's the that's the lead item here not, on uh, Birds All Day. It's not Troy Tulowitzki showing up at the Dufferin Mall, but uh, it's still but what good. is? Uh, of course, as I said, my name is Drew Ferris. Joining me as always, uh, old reliable, old reliable, Mr. Andrew Stone. Yeah. Stone, how are you? I'm well. Have you been to the Dufferin Mall recently? It's been a while, actually. It's been a while. But I have my I have other places to satisfy my needs for uh, just basically in, just a hellscape of indoor, uh, slow walking, children running around everywhere kind of. Let there be thing. no doubt. The Walmart at the Dufferin Mall is among the world's worst. That I do not doubt. It that is I a do pit of doubt. despair. All to the Dufferin Mall's credit, Taco Bell, beer store. Side by each. Yeah, that's true. That is a that's a that's a good feature. Can't beat it. Uh, the the Upper Canada Mall, where Marcus Stroman was mm-hmm. this week with some other Blue Jays. Uh, my mother got Buck Martinez's autograph there. Oh, very nice. On a ball that Buck Martinez threw to me in I think 1985. Wow, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Buck Martinez, of course, was the backup catcher for the Blue Jays at that time, not the uh, Silver Fox in chief. Yeah. Which I think we could describe him as. I think that's right, yeah. Uh, so, of course, we're going to talk about this kind of... If this is what we're starting with, I can't even imagine what we're going to get to here on this exciting edition of Birds All Day. I believe uh, it's what, in the 48, 45? We've done a bunch. It's almost, we're coming yeah, up on a year. Yeah, no, we're coming up. Yeah, we're getting up there. It's in the... I think this is 44, actually. But. 44, okay. Um, or it's 69, whichever. I, I am... Among those living, leaving 69 in 2015. Oh, nice. Okay. We, we've moved on. We're counting properly now. Uh, speaking of counting properly, we count on you to rate and review us on iTunes when you, uh, if you like what you hear and you want to get it directly into your device, your phone, uh, presumably directly. iTunes is the place to do that um, for most people. There's also, of course, you can go to uh, Stitcher. And yeah. uh, SoundCloud, wherever else they do these sorts of things, we're probably there. AndrewStoughton dot com, and uh, of course we are also uh, active on Patreon. So if you wanted to head over to Patreon and support us uh, in any way you can uh, with a couple bucks a month, we are eternally grateful. And uh, you can hit us at Patreon dot com slash Birds All Day. And uh, everyone who's done so over the past almost a year, uh, we offer our most sincere gratitude and thank you uh, for keeping us going. And for, uh, you know, as we have been a big topic this week, uh, support the things you value. And uh, if you are one of those people that values what we do, uh, again, we're very, very thankful and very appreciative. And uh, if you feel so inclined, you can join them. If you don't, uh, enjoy it, as, as you will. Uh, there's, yeah, there's really not a lot going on. So it, we're so desperate. Mm-hmm. Not desperate. I was walking to the subway to come here. And I thought, you know what I should do? I should solicit questions. Because <laughs> it's not enough that we hit them up for money. Yeah. we got to hit them up for content as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I got some answers. I, I got some good cues. About that. Yeah, I got right. some cues. So what we'll do, we're going to do, we're going to, we got to keep this thing moving, you know? Let's showbiz. Damn right. Uh, so we're going to, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk, you know, you and I. Mm-hmm. We'll banter about the yeah. news. Then we'll take another break. We'll do some Q&As on this 
44th edition of Birds All Day. The biggest news, this is the state of the news cycle right now for Blue Jays fans, is uh, the biggest news today was A, Munenori Kawasaki has uh, reportedly joined the Chicago Cubs, which is to say he's no longer a member of the Toronto Blue Jays, which is a shame in its own right, but also not that big a deal. Right. Uh, which I think we'll, we'll move that. There are some questions about uh, Munenori. Okay. We can, we'll have that debate at another day. I mean... It deserves probably the fanfare that Cliff Pennington deserved, got when he left. He played more games, he I did, bet. Yeah. No, people loved him, but it's, yeah. He had a nice stretch as a member of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. He's a lovable uh, character. He's, uh, he's a character. He's, you said the key word there. Yeah. Character. Yeah. Some. some mm-hmm. There's some dissent. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Let's leave that oh, for I now. I get that. Uh, the other thing is uh, Josh Donaldson's going to be on Vikings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Was th- oh, I knew it was a thing, but I'd, I've never seen it. Keep being told to watch it. Really? By people? Yeah, by people. Like non-Blue Jays people? Yeah. Really? Is it like, a, I don't like know if swords I and sandals yeah, and like yeah, tits sword. and ass and stuff like that? Is that kind of the deal? I, think, I don't think History Channel does a lot of tits and ass. I don't think. Well, that's why it's not on my radar. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, you talk to me. You talk to me when, when Josh Donaldson is king of the north. Then yeah. maybe, then, then you got some, then you got some juice. Yeah. History Channel? You know, MVP? <laughs> Mike, you, bet, you know if, if Mike Trout wanted, he'd be on goddamn Game of Thrones. He wouldn't be on fucking Vikings. But anyway, uh, the other thing with the other news, this is re- actual real news. This happened right as we had finished, or as we recorded last week's, I believe the day after, was uh, Josh Donaldson and the Blue Jays are going to arbitration. Oh, scary. Over what we would probably all deem, in the baseball sense, a very trivial amount of money. Yeah, pretty trivial. Which is to say, it's not as big a deal. It's it looks bad. The optics of it are fucking terrible. Well, yeah, the optics are going to be terrible when everybody's looking for something to be fucking pointing to and say, "Hey, this looks terrible." No, it looks terrible when they're going to arbitration over four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it does. Now, it doesn't suggest if, that if you don't understand what the fuck that means, I guess. Well, the, the, which <laughs> which fair enough. Not a lot of people don't. A lot of people I think don't. that's true. The Which is why it's the is very... optics of it are bad, yeah. not the real the reality yeah, of it. Fair is enough. Bad. Fair enough. Yeah. No, people struggle with the arbitration process. That's for sure. There are many, many, many nuances in it that are so easy to get lost in a ticker headline or a tweet or yeah. a thirty second. You know, you just know. the basic salaries. People are like, why? Why is this guy getting paid more than this guy? It's like, well, that's because of how this whole. System and process works with the service time and the comps and the precedents. And the, the, yeah. We don't need to really get into extreme detail about uh, how when guys are on the, uh, on the minimum salary and they have tremendous years, they don't get raises consummate to their performance. Right. Just as when they get into arbitration, they get raises that are maybe inconsistent with their performance. Right. Like Michael Saunders, who actually didn't get a raise. Right. Michael Saunders settled for $2.9 million after making $2.9 million last year. Of course, he made $2.9 million having played nine games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is, uh, that's a feature, not a bug. I think it's important for... Yeah. It's, it's, we get so caught up in counting 
the team's dollars that it's like it's good that a guy like Michael Saunders has that kind of protection as a member of the union, as a player who put in his time and played for the minimum. The dollar figure is 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 big, but it's nice that that a guy who is uh, very elite in his field is able to receive fair compensation or close to it even at a time when his body is unable to allow him to compete. Hey, he's healthy now. It's going to be good. Starting left fielder. Fuck that. Everyday he, left fielder. He's going to play 100. Even when he years. was good, he was bad. I like I don't I'm <laughs> Some people really quite like him. He's he's all right. He's got some power. He's uh, he can hit a little. He's bit. a lot like Justin Upton, who will who's on my list, who we may not get too too closely, but it's like Michael Saunders is supposed to be good. So the expectation is of either that he will be good or that he still has good in him. When I believe his track record is spotty at it's best. Definitely spotty, yeah. It's definitely spotty. But Josh Donaldson going to arbitration is... There are some folks who say that they're, they're worried about this factoring in um, to his potential uh, free agency down the road three years from now. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily believe. Yeah, no, that's completely ludicrous horseshit. Yeah. Why, why would... The, I mean, and the whole thing is just absurd. Like, the he... They went to arbitration with him last year. He won the MVP. It didn't, it didn't they went to arbitration over a significant amount of money did, last yes, year. They did. Significant but, for a first-time arbitration eligible player. I think there's two two ways to look at. It. You know, people are looking at it like it's a small amount. Yes, but four hundred fifty thousand. You know, can help the Jays added player at the back of the roster. It can, it's, a, it's a not insignificant percentage. If you know, I will argue that. I think that's bullshit. You think but, so? Yes, but that, that's fine. Keep it? going. I interrupted. Keep All going. right, but I, I think that I think that that's. I don't think that that's bullshit. Uh, it can help towards something like that, and it you know the the numbers that they submitted for filing doesn't necessarily mean that that's where they were last negotiating. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a little you know farther apart. So it might it might not have been as as silly looking mm-hmm. as this does. Uh, and it also means that the Jays and, and Donaldson basically agree on his value. They're not it's it's not like they're going to war with each other. They pretty much agree that he's worth what. They're saying. I think that's a very charitable way to think about it. (laughs) But I also think that it's not an inaccurate way of thinking about it. If they were in negotiations and Donaldson was saying, like, I would like to be 12, which I think that the way the arbitration works, and if you look at the way that, like, Ben Nicholson-Smith, Benny Fresh, our friend, has been writing about it, Mm -hmm. he he talks about the actual dollar figure as a raise. Because I think that's that's the number that really figures into these calculations. Where he was, so. he was standing to to make a raise of more than seven million dollars, or seven million and X dollars. Yeah, seven point oh five or something. And like as that, that number record. gets bigger and smaller, that's the one that really starts to to uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I'd, you know, spread through the rest of his arbitration eligible years. Right. If he make, gets a seven million, you know, seven seventy five raise now versus seven and a quarter, yeah. like, that money is really going to escalate as he goes through his next two trips. I think I don't know enough of the process to say for sure. That that's that's, my, that's thing, my sense because that because Ben's plugged in and yeah. the, in fact the fact that he frames it that way makes me think that that is key. I also not think, the actual dollar. I also think much. that the, you know the record breaking. You know Donaldson is arguing to break Chris Davis's record for a raise to a second year player. Yeah, the Jays are arguing to not break it to like sit right at that yeah. record. I'm sure that they're you know. Uh, I know I don't know that it's like direct pressure, like people calling them up, like you better you better not break that record. But I, obviously, there's pressure from the. You never want to set a precedent. You don't, you don't want, want to, to be that. the one that's the president. Yeah, you don't want to do that for the rest of the league for yourself. Eventually, down. The I line, would say less know? for less for the rest of the league, but more for yourself because you yeah. still have to do this twice more. Yeah. 
So every record you break, it means you have the potential to break another record, which means that much more you're going to have to pay, yeah. that much more that you don't have to spend on something else, if that's your prerogative. Uh, I think that it is fair to say that the Blue Jays and, and Josh Johnson are pretty aligned in terms of what they think he's worth. Now, you and I have said this before. We've used the term pull, uh, ride him hard and put him away wet. Mm-hmm. I've changed my mind. Yeah? Yeah. Lock him up. Lock him up? Really? I was looking and I wrote a little thing about this. About If you look at oh, Josh Donaldson's right, yeah. age 27 to 29, mm-hmm. and you look at Mike Schmidt, <laughs> yeah, maybe one of the best third basemen of all time. Mike Schmidt, way, 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 way better than I remembered. Or recognized. I could see that. Like being a insanely thing, yeah. good. Like a ridiculous power hitter in the eighties. Uh insane. Josh uh, Mike Schmidt, like ridiculous. Uh so he played the National League and fuck them. Their numbers are almost identical between twenty seven and twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Then you look at what Mike Schmidt did from like thirty three to thirty seven. There's a there are there's a fair number, I'll say, of third basemen who've put up decent numbers. Like, better than decent numbers, above age 33. Sure. Which is what Donaldson would be after he hits free agency. His first year, either with the Blue Jays, after after arbitration or beyond, or whomever else, he'll be 33. So there's worry, okay, he's old, but it's like he's a third baseman. He's a he's an elite talent, which means he has a little far further to come down. I, I think I, that he could, I think he could pull it off is what I'm trying sure. to say. I think he could pull off aging. At some point, that's probably a conversation that the Jays should have with themselves, I suppose. But I don't I mean three years out seems perhaps a touch early to start worrying about whether you want to lock him up long term. But maybe I guess that's the the other side of it is that that's where you might get your best bargain when he's you know, when he's more willing to give away what are just riskier years for him. But the other side of that is I don't think that he's going... He has no incentive to give anything away, not even a cent. No, not really. Because he has now established such a high baseline for, for, for performance that he's going to... He, okay, so if he's going to make 11... Between, what is it, 11 and three quarters and 11 and... Yeah. He's going to make $11.5 million yeah, a year this that, year. Yeah. So it means if we think he's got two more full, full trips through... Through arbitration, we're looking at like thirty-six million dollars. He's still going to earn after this year. Yeah, in total, right? Yeah. Thirty-six between thirty-six and forty. Yep. Between thirty-two and forty, if everything goes to sh- complete shit. Yep. So I'm thinking, if you want to sign him thirty-three years, thirty-three and on, like an Adrian Beltre kind of contract, five years. Adrian Beltre got five years, ninety million bucks in two thousand and eleven. He's been worth like twenty wins above replacement in that time. Yeah, that's a good deal. You now you extrapolate that money out. So if, if you said to Josh Johnson today, so if after this year he's looking at thirty six million bucks, he's going to make twelve this year. So if we said you would have to say like, hey, here's one hundred and fifty million dollars or two hundred million dollars to sign him through an age at which point he's not a third baseman anymore. But right. Like, that's bet- betting on him being... That's even if you say, uh, okay... But I, that's, I mean, you're saying, here's that, as opposed to, we're going to pay him that 36 to 40 plus this year's salary for three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good deal. No, yeah. If, like, so, so if you're Donaldson, you say, I'm not looking to give you a discount. My free agent years are going to be worth $30 million a year each. Yeah. Maybe, or cut them back because I'm, I'll be older. Cut them back because there's risk. Cut them back because I want five of them. 
Okay, but then you're still looking at like, again, you're still looking at like $150, $160 million for Josh Donaldson if you want to sign him today or at the end of the season. If he's if he's Josh Donaldson again, yeah. he's a six-win guy, seven-win guy, five-win guy. I'm willing to entertain it is what I'm saying. Okay, this fair, point. fair enough. Because then somebody, somebody, I was talking about this on Twitter, and someone said, you're gonna, the Blue Jays need to get comfortable with the idea of paying for guys past their traditional peak. Right, where if because if, if the Jays under under the Indians regime are going to want to be like, walk, <laughs> yeah. okay, he's a free agent, walk away. You're gonna, you, the 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 thing is, you're going to lose an extremely good baseball player. The chance, very, yes. you have a very good chance of losing ex, an extremely good baseball player at a time when he's still extremely good. Yeah, that's definitely true. Inter- interesting note about the Indians regime was the the other thing that sort of came out in that uh, in the Donaldson stuff this week was. Uh, I think Rosenthal, Rosenthal said it was Tinnish, maybe yeah. trying to make a point to Shapiro, and uh, they did hire uh, Mike Murzov. What's his name? Markov Chain? What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Murzov. The uh, oh, Matthew were there, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Out of the Red Sox mm-hmm. uh, organization, so not a Cleveland guy. Not that anybody would have made a big deal about them hiring Cleveland people. Uh, and he's going to be director of baseball operations, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the specific title, which yeah they suggested was maybe in, you know I've heard it said maybe encroaching on Tinnish's turf, uh, so that's kind of an interesting thing out of that. And I, I, though at this point, is it? I mean, it seems like Anthopolis had signed you know most of his front office guys to extensions through last year and this year, this year 20, you know, 2015, 2016 uh, there's going to be a lot of turnover, I think, is what is where I don't that's think that's going. unfair to say. Yeah, I, think. I mean, there you'll see guys like Tony LaCava. LaCava's going to stay, by the way. He's lived right. through a hundred different, you know, he's yeah. got Butterfield well, he alligator worked, blood. Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. And he worked with Shapiro at some point, too, right? And mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. with Cleveland. And, Definitely yeah. something to, to keep your eye on if you are the kind of person who's a bit of a hawk for the front office moves. Yeah. Uh, all they've done this offseason is shown that they're interested in bringing in more and more talented people, which yeah. can only. It's probably not going to hurt. Yeah. Chances are. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we talked about Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman and Aaron Sanchez have been part of the uh, winter tour so far, the Fan Fest or whatever it's called. Marcus Stroman carrying water for his boy Sanchi. Oh, yeah. Wants him to start. <laughs> Didn't do those two days to, to have him be a reliever. He did. That's good. I mean... <laughs> it's cool that they got each other's back. Yeah. Stroman clearly telling them, like, look, there's way more money in it to be a starter. <laughs> I would think that it has a lot to do with why guys would want to be a starter. If people are talking about guys... Bulking, Can someone tell fucking Osuda that? Or guys bulking up to start to pitch innings. Like, when does Marcus Stroman throw more than, like, 100 innings in a year? <laughs> Where's he dragging that goddamn sled around? Gains! Gains! <laughs> he will. He will. I mean, adding 25 pounds... Uh, is that going to make Sanchez have a third pitch or a second pitch even? Or have no other strikes. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the bigger question. Added 25 pounds, he's all the way up to 125 pounds now. Yeah. <laughs> but durability was definitely a thing with him. You know, he he was out for a long time with that oblique. He was. And that, and, and I noted at the time, that was, you know, it, it came after the game in which he threw, like, way more pitches than he's ever thrown. Because like, mm. they piggybacked him through the early years in the system. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at his... They, they don't usually have data for, like, the low minors. But, you know, if you look at his numbers when he was starting in Buffalo and New Hampshire, it was always, you know, 
pitch counts in the 80s, maybe into the 90s, and then when he's with the Jays, you know, yeah. yeah, and then he's, he comes up with the Jays, and then he has like a run of, you know, seven starts where three of them mm-hmm. are over 105, and, you know, just starting to push it more, and mm-hmm. then he gets hurt, and uh, they decide to bring him back as a reliever, maybe, you know. I don't know that you can necessarily make the direct connection. You know, you never know what the health kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, durability, I think, was going to be a concern for him if he was going to be a starter. So if he's working to make that less of a concern, that's good. Uh, be nice if he could start and was good at it. That would be a, a nice boon. <laughs> be pretty good. A nice boon to the I, Blue Jays. I don't think anybody's counting on it. They would be foolish to do yeah, so. They cer- certainly would. Um, anything else going on? Uh, Justin Upton signs with the Tigers. Yona Cespedes is still out there looking to maybe sign with the uh, the, the Nationals. Apparently, willing to go five years with him. Sure. That uh, Justin Upton contract might end up being okay for everybody. Yeah. Got yeah. the opt out, two year opt out. Like, People love those opt outs now. It's like get it's out of jail right. free. Jason Worth out here proving why the opt outs. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Jason Worth him like was like, hey Jason, you want to opt out? No, nah, no, nah, good. I think Vernon Wells did. Vernon Wells had too, an opt yeah. out too. He did not exercise yeah. that. That was <laughs> people don't know that because by that point it was not a conversation. Yeah. Because Vernon's taken this. Uh game. the Tigers are pretty good. Yeah, Tigers look okay. They always do. They do have Miguel Cabrera. They do. Who I think we should all I I, I really think our hope. That Miguel Cabrera has put the troubles behind him. He had troubles with alcohol and yeah. the requisite uh, legal issues that came after that. Uh, M- Miguel Cabrera is a fucking treasure. He's amazing, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He's quite a, an enjoyable dude, it would seem. And uh, the Tigers, I hope they fuck off and die <laughs> as well. I, I, I like, I admire them and also hate them. I follow. I, I don't know if you follow uh, Detroit sports rag guys. And uh, I've heard of this guy before, Jeff Moss. He, mm. he, uh, I, I follow much. He's he's. Jeez, he's like the I don't know. He's like the Detroit version of what drunk Jays fans used to be, mm. which is to say, much more like adversarial and crass and all of it. Uh, but he's great, and uh, you know, I I think somebody tweeted about the Tigers had committed you know two hundred and whatever million on player contracts this winter, and I was like, yeah, I'd kind of hope if my team did that, it wouldn't be to Jordan Zimmerman and BJ, or Justin Upton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, well, you know. Better than the billion dollar company that just sits there and does fuck all. It's like, oh, you know what? You're fucking right. Touche. Yeah. Touche, Jay Hat number two starter. <laughs> uh, anything else going on? There's really not that much going on. Two things. Number one thing I want to mention, of course, we talked about this last week. Uh, Pitch Talks is coming up this week at the oh, Phoenix. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking a part uh, on, a, on a panel about podcasts, which is uh, uh, ironic, I suppose, or coincidental. Here we are, pitching that. Uh, Buster Only, of course, Shai Davidi, and uh, Emma Spann, yeah. and Jay Jaffe, and they added somebody to uh, to moderate with Buster at the end. I can't remember the name, uh, her name, uh, Angie, I don't know, she works at Sportsnet. Anyway, should be a lot of fun, the Phoenix. Last I saw, they were over uh, 80% sold, so yeah. if you're interested Which in coming crazy, out. crazy, because the Phoenix is a big place. The Phoenix is big. Yeah. Goddamn big. That's so great. if you're interested in coming out, uh, do it, and come and say, what's up? And I will do my best to represent uh, crass fly-by-night <laughs> podcasts uh, on the panel. And the other thing I wanted to mention before we go to the break, and we'll do uh, the, we'll do the questions thing after this, was of course the big news this week was that uh, John Lott is not going to be on the di- on the uh, Blue Jays beat on a daily basis. Uh, he may or may not be back. Um, 
uh, you know, in some capacity, with the post. Yeah. Um, I have some insight into what goes on there. Yeah, a bit. Me, me less so, but a little bit also. So I don't know how much so, you want to <laughs> rant about that. It's we, just we, it's we said enough about it's a it's it's a legitimate bummer. It really is because yeah, John absolutely. Lott is um just so good at what he does, and it, John Lott would we were t- I was talking about it with the editor today, and it was like you know John did do two stories. John Lott, John Lott would submit three. And John <laughs> right. just do one story today, just like look for the feature, look for this, and he would submit a game story and that thing. And then John Lott would also be like, oh, by the way, here are 12 beautiful photos that I took. <laughs> yeah, Which is basically. like, fuck off, John Lott, yeah. you're making us all look bad. <laughs> well, did you see Brendan's tweet about it? Brendan Kennedy? Yeah, he said he, at first he had to... Oh, he had to stop he reading. He had to stop reading his, his yeah. game stories because he'd write, you know, Brendan would be writing for the star the same thing and mm-hmm. we'd be just like, oh, how did he do so much better with the exact same source material as I yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's so yeah, John's game story is the best. John's game story is the best. Makes a game story worth reading. That and his, and his other stories are, are great too. He, yeah. he was really upfront on the um, the study in Guelph. Yeah, uh, he the, was, the yeah. grass stuff. So that was story. I don't know if you want to say that John broke it, but he was definitely at the forefront of that. So it's a rough day in terms of Blue Jays fans, and of course, as someone you know, I work at the Post. So you know, for Eric Kareen, for if you are a Raptors fan like I am. Um, I, Eric Kareem is the only Raptors guy that I follow. Legitimately the only one other than like, you know, Blake and the and the other kind of like blogging types. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you don't follow Doug Smith? Duh, Doug Smith did not make the cut. <laughs> uh, Kareem's great. And uh, and Caitlin McGrath, again, is web editor. Uh, tennis, international sports. Yeah, Caitlin's yeah. great. So it's a rough day. It's at the post. And, uh, but the, the reason we're here talking about it is, of course, John Lott. Uh, who hopefully, again, we'll see in lots of different capacities because he's got so much to give. Sure. Wrote the book. Wrote the book with Shy too yeah. back in the day. I'm sure. I'm sure he's too good to be out of work. Legitimately too long. good to be like, out of work for long. Out of, out of work for long. Uh, so on that dour note, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to uh, go to the questions that I received on Twitter.com on this edition of Birds All Day. Because it is January, and because we spent how much time talking about Jonas Johnson's arbitration yeah. <laughs> reward and whatever else, I opened up on my way here. I said, uh, hey, we're doing a podcast. And Blake got some questions, and people said, yes, they do. So we'll do our best to answer them as uh, as earnestly as we can, because that's what we're all about here, is uh, earnest. I thought that was a 2015 thing, but okay. 
Well, we we tried to. It, it kind of we it didn't make it all the way through <laughs> the year. Not, so we had to pick it up to get at least twelve months worth of uh, of earnest twenty fifteen. So the first question comes from Eric Hartman, a regular Twitter guy at Eric Hartman. He says, uh, "I feel like I'm being a ghoul to make a big deal of the mascot's departure, but I'm wrong, aren't I? Of course, the mascot being Munenor Kawasaki. Uh, the Kawasaki thing. Uh, Brent, uh, Morgan Campbell, yeah, the star. Was, was he had a couple say. comments about yeah. that about him basically devolving into caricature." And, uh, you know, appeasing a very white audience with a very, uh... Uncomfortable? Problematic is the word that we would probably use here in 2015 or 2016. uh, Which is not unfair. Yep. It's also fair to say, I think, on the other other side of that, is that the players treated him the exact same way. It seemed. Yeah, He filled a very similar role with the players, which is unfortunate. But at the other side of it, even... Short of the racial undertone, there was a Kawasaki was great fun. Yeah, absolutely. The the interview yeah. itself was like a bit much, right? Like the famous "I'm Japanese" interview. Yeah. But there's so many other moments that he featured. The one I I went back to, uh, he had a walk off double. Uh, in 2013. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Did with, you tweet that? I tweeted with like Mark yeah. DeRosa. Came yeah, around. That's right. Remember Mark DeRosa, DeRosa played for yeah. the Blue Jays? Yeah. Uh, that was a great fun. That was like that was at the height of the of the of the Kawasaki mania, I think. Tarosa, who babysat the guy we traded for fucking Josh Donaldson. Very true. Uh, hey, uh, Franklin Barreto, number one top number, top number prospect one prospect according to Baseball Reference or Baseball who America. Gives a fuck. Yeah, no, I think I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, the Kawasaki thing is weird in that he he did occupy an ocu- a very awkward space, and there was an undue amount of attention given to him because of his antics. Yeah, but but he did step in and play every day shortstop for a while when Jose Reyes was hurt, and he got on base and he did some baseball things, and he also did very many antics-y things that, outside of the realm of like kind of yellow face banana stuff, he was uh, a funny dude. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, is him yelling "Bush Party"? That's not that's not really no no. There's no so much of a stereotype. <laughs> I've never heard that stereotype before. I mean, I completely understand the concerns, but I think. It's hard to un- unravel them from just what his personality was. That's true. Is, you know, I think yeah, he's absolutely. There seems are... like that's that, you know that's that can't be an act when it, it, it's too it's too convincing to. There be are other players like Japanese act, players you know? or Asian players who who or you know Korean players who don't yeah take absolutely. that route to just like straight up wackiness yeah which again there is that element of like where it comes close to kind of attention whoring and. Making faces and yeah. the fact they had him on the bench in the playoffs was a little bit like really, but uh, they lo- they loved him, but they yeah. like having him around, but maybe not for the yeah. not with the most noble of intentions. Yeah, it's but anyway, like, what, did like did did Pedro love the the guy from Doc, the Island of Doctor Moreau? You know, <laughs> you know, maybe not. He doesn't quite oh, reach that level, but that oh man, okay. Uh, next question. <laughs> This from uh, is from uh, Manny Rashtapur. Uh He wants to know if Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor, and I'm going to go ahead and say no. He's number I, three. Yeah, he's number three Raptor of all time. I think he probably has to be. I watched a video. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I watched a video today of Prince doing a live uh, live version of like DMSR at 
at much more music in like clearly in like 2001 or something like that wearing a Vince Carter jersey and just like Prince Prince and just like all the you know all the ladies in the crowd all the uh, much more music target audience ladies just loving it just really swaying and clapping in unison there that's Prince though yeah, you, oh. can't, you can't attribute that to VC when like no it was just I, 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 yeah I just like the Vince Wait. jersey on the on Prince. The whole the whole moment had a lot going on. For <laughs> us, I'm yeah, I would say it probably go. It's Carter Bosch. Yeah, it, Lowry. It has to be. Lowry. That's pretty good. For Lowry. Lowry that's, is, that's good for Lowry, but then it also is maybe bad, for the, bad for the rest of the franchise. Uh, don't forget yeah. though. Don't sleep the fact that Kyle Lowry is so much better than Damon Stoudemire ever was. Oh, okay. so much better. Uh, next question from Michael Smith at M E P Smith. Uh, he wants to know, any kid in the system going to pull an Osuna and go low ball to surprise bullpen piece out of spring training? There's, that, what's that? You go ahead. Who, uh, Connor Green? Connor Green, is I think, is the one that's... At? I don't think they like him. No? I think he's, I think he's cocky. That's what, that's what I've... That's what is I've he white? Yeah. Oh, well. He, he is a pitcher. Uh, he's all, oh, no, no. Also a uh, model and actor, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's why they don't like him. <laughs> I think so. I don't know that they don't like him. I, maybe the new regime has a different view on him. He's he's a seventh rounder who's now throwing upper nineties. You know, there's a lot to like on the field there. I, do, I I I'm basing this on very little, but I I don't know. Just some of the things I'd heard were like maybe he's getting the the Nestor Molina talk up kind of stuff. Where, Good on him. Where they're like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's really something. We're gonna put him like, in the bullpen. It's like, oh, Baseball America's asking about uh, what we think of our our prospects. Yeah, he's the greatest. Uh, where maybe they're they're so aiming cynical. something else, but uh, I am. But also, I don't know. They just have so so few arms. They may just have to if they if they don't like him, which I don't even know for sure. Roberto Osuna, uh, of course, is a bit of an unusual case. Guy, he was like a really highly touted yeah. prospect in low A and in the low in low ball because he was so good. Yeah, it kind of is disrespectful to Osuna to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, who's going to be the next Osuna? It's like what he did was fucking amazing. Like yeah. he's awesome. Like so, the answer is Roberto Osuna. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Sean Keating at Sean underscore Keating. He wants to know what capital improvement is your highest priority for the dome in the non-grass division. What do you think would greatest would be if you had to, if you had a big chest full of cash? Yeah. What are you going to do to improve the game experience at the dome? To improve the game, well, I, I think they've already been working on the mm-hmm. the actual roof. Um. So making it go faster, making it go faster, and being able—I think one of the plans is to make it go faster, and there, and also therefore be able to be open in more, uh, in, 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 with lower temperatures. I think mm, that's cool because they're afraid. You know, I think they're it's afraid like the stuck, expansion, right? and yeah, 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 they don't want it to get stuck. That I think is the big thing: is that you would not want the roof to get into such a state of disrepair. Like we remember with the game a few years ago when. When it just it did get stuck during a rain and like it was just pouring onto the fans <laughs> there, which I guess baseball fans in other cities deal with all the time, mm. but, uh, but also with no drainage, that's a problem. I, I I just had nightmares, especially after that, and hearing some of the people talking to me about you know the state of some of the gears and stuff and how they were all you know they're just it's it's a giant piece of equipment that was you know twenty five year old piece of like elaborate yeah. engineering. And not you know not 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 a lot of parts that you just grab off the shelf per se, mm. and so <laughs> custom machine like a yeah. three foot diameter gear <laughs> widget or something. So I mean, keeping it, making sure that the dome can always stay open is obviously I think a big thing. But I don't know. I don't think that's really the question. What would you say? My thing, my answer has always been and will continue to be 
to lower the fences. Lower the fences, especially fun, now with yeah. the softer turf in there. Lower the fences all the way around. Make do them. You want to, do you want people to see what's back there? No, I want the I want people to see home runs getting fucking robbed the fuck away. Yeah, like when Kevin Pillar runs his ass all the way up the fence. That should not be like a once a year. Like think about how many catches we see like that. The answer is very few because those are ten foot fences. Yes, that's true. And to time a jump on a ten foot fence is almost impossible for. A baseball player. It's not like it's fucking Anthony Davis out there who's six yeah. foot ten with a forty inch vertical. Lower the fences, even if you just do it up until the video board, and which stretches around. Yeah. And then sure. in center field, if you want to leave it ten, sure, whatever. Maybe it means more home runs. Who cares? Uh, I, that probably works in the Blue Jays' favor. The absolutely, it does. U.S. Cellular Field has the identical dimensions. Of course, it is an outdoor stadium. Uh, Three thirty down the lines, four hundred down to the to center field. It has eight foot fences, so that has been since about two thousand and eight or two thousand and two thousand and eight. That's been my hobby horse. Lower the fences. I will always advocate for that. Uh, people, you, you've you you. I know you've mentioned like making the seats face the field. That is definitely definitely a thing. I think they got to rip out all literally every single one of those seats, and uh, maybe not every single one, but yeah, I don't know. The seats are kind of shitty. That seems practical. Uh, I, I don't. I think in terms of Dollars, I don't think it's that big a deal relative to some of the other things they'd have to do. Mm. But, you know, cutting down the fence wouldn't, wouldn't be that expensive. Uh, but, yeah, fuck. Some of those seats down the, you know, down the lines, because they made it so, like, oh, you wouldn't want the football people to be, like, staring at this one end zone. So, I guess the baseball people have to stare into center field unless they, like, crane their necks around. Uh, Love to ask the empty blue seats what they think about the football thing. <laughs> uh, next question we've got a should Kawasaki be put on the level of excellence after he retires uh, we'll go past that from uh, not that Joe Ross uh, he wants us to give a shout out to John Lott which we of course did yeah uh, Gerber's mullet your boy always yeah uh, what can you realistically expect from Hutch Drew Hutchison back end starter bullpen triple A what do you think Oh, it's going right to the front of that Buffalo rotation, I think. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Opening day starter, two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that make the most sense? I Maybe he can maybe he can be a reliever down the line. I'm sure that's kind of where it's headed. But, there, hmm. you know, he was just he was good at times last year. Just It was just so fucking hit or miss. Uh, you know, there was a reason they, that he was the opening day starter, which was, of course, because Stroman was hurt and, <laughs> and nobody wanted to face the Yankees. But yeah, you know, he's he, he had a good 2014. He had a good, I think he can maybe He had a good 2 months of 2014. Yeah. I think he can figure something out still. I, I I haven't given up hope for him. I'd say he's young enough and he throws hard enough and he has a ability to miss enough bats that there's no need to give up on him. Yeah. But I am not someone who looks at Drew Hutchison and thinks regress it. It's it's not just regression that's going to keep him from getting his tits lit every five, oh, yeah. five yeah, days. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which is, I read something. I, I think it might have been August Fagerstrom wrote at uh, at Fangraphs about Joe Blanton. You look at a guy like Joe Blanton, and he's always had nice strikeout to walk ratio numbers. He's always had you know he, he can miss bats, he can get those strikeouts, he throws hard, but he gets fucking owned when he was a starter for the longest time. Took a move to the bullpen to really unlock his, you yeah. know, what he could really be in the later half of his career. He was a good starter for a while, or even like a guy like Drew, Hen- Drew Kennedy or Ian Kennedy. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Ian Kennedy. He's got nice strikeout numbers, decent walks, 
but he gets hit really hard all the time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's bad. Yeah, it's that's, bad that's for a pitcher bad. to get hit hard. It and that's where bad. I feel with Josh Johnson even, at the end of Josh Johnson, before he broke. It was like, well, he strikes the guys out. He still misses lots of bats. He's like, yeah, but he gets fucking dominated. Because <laughs> yeah, he, he has to throw junk. Otherwise, it's a straight fastball down the goddamn middle. That's my worry with Drew Hutchinson. That yeah. It could be either of those things. It, you know, he's, I, I'm not really ready to, to, to give up on him. No, I mean, I think worst case, he ends up, well, maybe not worst case, but, you know, you can look at him at, in 2017 as taking over for Jesse Chavez, maybe as that swingman type, if mm-hmm. things really go south, and maybe, you know, seeing what the, the role is there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, ideally, he'd figure it the fuck out. But I, And I think, I, you know, this year they have to give him the chance to do it. And if that means he has to go to Buffalo to do it, so be it. It's probably interesting, and I, I'm, I haven't done it. Maybe I won't do it right now. But contrasting his numbers as a starter versus Aaron Sanchez's numbers as a starter, and how we're so excited about Sanchez going into the rotation, and so dreading the idea of of Hutchinson in the rotation when they're probably not dissimilar. It's probably true, and, I, I would but it's more about exposure. That's part. I mean, I think there's I think there's also a belief in people that. The best of Sanchez is still yet to come, whereas Hutchison, we've maybe, you know, all, we, is, all we want is like those two months of 2014 back, that, that, and that's, you know, the best you're going to get, and that's fine. Which is so easy to believe. Like, yeah. That's the well, easiest and, thing in the world. Especially to when it's been drilled into your head, you know, for years. Like, Sanchez is the guy, he's the top prospect guy, he's the one that they, they wanted kept to keep over somebody else. And, over two other guys, yeah. at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's. Anthony Descalfani had a good year last year, didn't he? He, he threw, kinda, he threw a bunch of innings for a shitty team. That's kind of what it was, yeah. Uh, innings are good, though, at the same time. It's all this fucking team needs. <laughs> okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to look this up now. But we'll move on to the next question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question comes... So that was a good question, of course, from, from Gruber's mullet. Uh, great dude. Uh, Luke DeWitt, another great dude from Halifax. He wants to know, at season's end, what is the Blue Jays' outfield? I'll put that to you, Mr. Stoughton. That's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting question, actually. Uh, so we just assumed Michael Saunders is hurt, and Dalton <laughs> Pompey is You know, hurt. he hasn't gotten better after being hurt, like, earlier in the year? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but it could be the case, too. Uh, I suppose what this question is getting at is where, you know, where is Kevin Pillar? What does he become? Does Pompey push him for, you know... Uh, for playing time or for, you know, does he make a threat on his job? And, uh, you know, the way that Pilar played defense last year, it's it's hard to see. Though, uh, fuck, who was it? Somebody I saw somebody quoted talking about, uh, I think it was a Baseball Canada guy in a Bob Elliott piece was talking mm-hmm. about Pompey. We like, some of those catches that Pilar made diving, Dalton gets there standing up. Still. Of course, of course. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm... St- People have this weird impression. I mean, it's not weird because they saw him kind of struggle in center field last year. Uh, but I think people think that he's a worse defender than he is. I think he is. He will be a very, very good defender in, in center field. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. So I think, you know, Pilar does kind of have to hit to keep his job. He can't be garbage. Um, I would still guess, you know, five-win player, Kevin Pilar. You know, I think he's still there. I think Saunders Pilar... Uh, Pretty safe bet. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Would love to see Anthony Alford start pushing guys. Let him. Can he maybe play a double (laughs) A for a little while? Uh, Follow up question from Andrew Pickup One. uh, Andrew Pickup One. Why can't Dalton Pompey fit in with the homies? Is he a nerd? 
Brunt thinks he's going to get traded. Tell us the secrets. Uh, I don't have any secrets. I, I, I think s- Don Pompey gets along fine with them. There was I saw him on. He showed up on Stroman's Snapchat a bunch of times. So. I, I heard. I, I did hear that they that there were things that they were not entirely pleased about with them last year. I heard that like, uh, just yeah, in terms of getting along with the homies, I, I, I maybe he will be traded. I don't know. We got Anthony Alford coming. I'm not supposed to talk about him. But, uh, Not like that. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I don't know that it necessarily means he's going to be traded. But I did hear, you know, it just... And, and it's... I think we've talked about this before, or I've written about it. You know, it's hard to slag a guy for something like this, because it, I, the, the concern I heard was that he didn't really fit in with some of the guys there, and he was quiet, and he was keeping to himself, and wasn't really part of the team culture as much. Which I think is hard to do when you're coming back from AAA at the end of the season. When you're a when child you're, as well. Yeah, you know, I think that's, I think it's hard to, to slag him for anything like that. I heard something also about uh, Louis, Louis Rivera getting really you know upset at him for sort of dogging it through a batting practice. And, you know, so it's stuff like that that, that I think, uh, you know, those are two... That, 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 those are just like a couple little things, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's more... To that, if that's the tip of an iceberg, then maybe you can understand if they have a, a thing. If that's it, then I don't know. I don't see what the concern is. But I, if, but like, but so I don't know. There's the secrets. Those are the secrets that I'd heard. Hopefully, he's the kind of guy who will learn from those experiences and then do what he's is still 21 or 22 yeah. or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know. yeah, I have. I would have a hard time if it was like a, like, well, we got to get rid of this guy because he doesn't fit in here thing when you're talking about a kid coming into the clubhouse with mm-hmm. Martin and Batista and Donaldson and all those guys and the way things were last year even at the start of the year before it got you know if that was a thing but I mean who I'm looking at the trade market who might be out there on the trade market Carlos Gomez might be out there as of someone who could potentially be if, if things crazy things happen Carlos Gomez yeah. is, is, is out there um, Carlos Beltran I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm feeling, what I'm are they possibly? What are they possibly going to trade? Like, what do they have to trade with? Uh, that that's the next question comes from uh, Will WB underscore two 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 on Twitter. He wants to know what is your realistic dream trade to help the Blue Jays. I don't know. It'd be amazing if they could get David Price. How about uh, <laughs> how about Anthony <laughs> Alford for uh, Joey Votto? I'd be into that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's so tough with all these opt-outs and like who's going to be out there, who's not going to be out there, who's a contender. Like almost, which team? We've talked about this last week. Which team in the American League is not trying to win right now, other than like Tampa Bay? Yeah, and they're probably trying. And to win. they're trying to win in yeah. Tampa Bay ways. Yeah. Uh, the National League has got a lot of reloading teams and re- like you know kind of retooling teams, but I don't know. It's it's tough. It's it's tough to get a read on that on that market. The free agent yeah. free agent uh, class next year is not nearly as strong as it was this year. Yeah, that's why Batista and Encarnacion are going to get paid. Especially if they add the fucking designated hitter to the National League. Yeah, shit. That would be a thing. I'm very worried about this. I mean, I don't really care too too much either way about the DH thing. Right. I'm cool. If yeah, they leave yeah. it the way it is, I, I'm okay. Like I agree that pitcher sitting is kind of dumb, but at the same time, it's for me, it's just pure entertainment value. It's like every time a pitcher hits a home run, it pays for itself. Yeah. Me that like totally buys me like two more months of pitchers hitting. Not a, not a hill I'm about to die on. I you know no not anymore. If if yeah if somebody has a team that's in the National League that they like and they want to see them keep playing National League baseball, fine. I don't I don't care. 
I don't have to watch that shit. I, I've moved. I, I'm, I'm definitely not as strident about it as I as I may have been in the past. I have uh, embraced the randomness of the universe. Uh, but that does lead into our next question, which is from Josh Eliza, Elijah, sorry, uh, at a rod underscore. Uh, I think that's that. Oh, is a zero as well. Okay. Uh, he yep. asks, "How many games back of the wild card, the second wild card position at the trade deadline, are you putting the power bats out for sale?" I'm assuming he means Edmund Encarnacion and Jose Bautista, who are free agents. But Josh, the ten and five things means it's not so simple. Yeah, that's to start. They sure. absolutely need to approve any trade, as they have spent ten years in the big leagues and five years with the same team. So. Putting if if everything goes to shit, and the Blue Jays, who are probably the second or third best team in the American League in terms of just pure talent, if things go badly and they decide they need to trade those two guys, they need their buy-in. Yeah. To uh, to do it, they need to approve any trade, which r- extremely complicates matters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it cuts off. A lot of potential suitors if they're not going to be willing to go to yeah to certain spots and it, it just changes it changes the conversation and I think that those are the, they're the two they are maybe maybe I it's my own feeling but I think that Bautista specifically is not a guy who needs to worry about being encumbered by a, a draft pick like he's going to get his oh money. yeah yeah for sure although. Watching the the way that this winter has unfolded with Jonas Espas, he's coming off a fucking seven win year, yeah, yeah. And Justin Upton, who of course he did get his money, he got six years and like 130 million dollars with an opt out. But Bautista doesn't have to worry about that, and Carnacio maybe maybe to a lesser extent. But I mean, either of them, if they break down in 2015, then that's yeah going to be an issue. But I guess that's an issue for anybody, and nobody's expecting them to. Mm-hmm. So. Number of games back? Is there? Yeah, is there a number? I don't know. I I as I think with the one thing we've said a lot is that it's less about the number, more about the number of teams. I think that if you're five games back, there's only two teams between you and the and the team ahead of you, and it's say like a shitty team like the Twins that's overperforming, and you're like, if you are yeah. the Blue Jays, and you can take an honest assessment of your situation and believe that we are better than they are, we will begin to play better if we make this trade, if when we get. This guy back from injury. When we get to whiskey back from injury, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but again, it's a matter of what's going to be out there. Who who's who else is going to be in a position to be a seller? And in the American League, the answer is not that many teams. No, that's true. and I mean, I think think about teams like who who's who could potentially be a seller even in the National League if things don't go right. Yeah, and right. Well, and what will they have to sell? What like, do the Phillies have left to sell? Like, are you going to make a trade for? Are you trading for Ryan Braun? Are you going to take Ryan Braun on and his his big ticket? Fuck no, probably not. <laughs> Ryan Braun has so. got a bad thumb that makes it difficult for him to hit to pull the ball and hit for power. If yeah. you're San Diego, I mean, once Jonathan Lucroy shows that he's just a backup catcher now, then you get all over Jonathan that. Lucroy with his with his uh, declining framing. Abilities. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, you know, the Nationals maybe. I mean, if they if they do go ahead and sign Cespedes. Worth has no value. Zimmerman has so much money owed to him still. You know, the Mets have nothing. The Mets are so fucking bad. You know, there's just not a lot out there. Well, like what's hitting going- wise, the Mets have nothing. No, no, hitting wise, of course. But, you know, I don't give a shit if you can pitch all day long. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> they did go to the World Series, but. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them so hard. 
Uh, next question is from Phil uh, Golobovich, Philly G. He wants to know, will the Jays' record or the exchange rate have a bigger impact on their trade deadline? These, these questions are nicely blending together. Yeah, this is all very well done. Uh, I think it's the record. Yeah. Uh, you know, the exchange rate is a bit of a pain in the ass, obviously. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's tried to buy any of those t-shirts we have, <laughs> I think has noticed that. I will say uh, that I am not as smart as the people who would be in charge of a team like the Blue Jays or a corporation like Rogers Money by any stretch of the imagination. But I will say that the dollar's fall has been so fast that it could end up being very, very troubling. Yeah, the precipitous I, drop off of the Canadian dollar relative to the American dollar, and that it's fallen below seventy cents has a potential to be a real, uh, really rear its ugly head for a, for a while. I think is what they're forecasting too. And, and, and I mean, I think people saw something coming, but I don't know how far ahead. And I, I think um, I know there's stuff talked about in you know Cor- Rogers like corporate reports about mm-hmm. how they hedge and how. Uh, I don't think that I, I I don't understand it enough to no. try to make a big pronouncement about it. But I, I don't think it's I, I don't think they're like deeply hedged. You know, I don't think they do it like I don't think they're still able to cash in American dollars they bought in in you know 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's how that works. I don't really know, so I should stop talking about it until so <laughs> for some I don't know for someone to correct me in the comments about how it they all know. I I going to, can only assume that this billion dollar corporation has their money managers in the right place. You would think not, so. Not you that I would really, ever give them advice, yeah. but my only, thought, my only concern is that the drop-off of the dollar has been so significant yeah. and so fast. But also, so. I mean, I think, I think the, you know, back to the question, though, I, you know, the Jays' budget is still what the Jays' budget is, I think. It's not... The dollars are the dollars. Yeah, it's, it, it, is, it is what it is. So they know how much they're going to have to spend. I don't think the dollar is going mm-hmm. to shrink that on them. And the ongoing belief think... that last season was such a su- rousing success that maybe they'll be more willing to go out on more of a limb. You would hope so. Uh, the next question comes from Adam Lee at Island Soapbox, I, 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 a Twitter user that mm-hmm. I will offer my endorsement Indeed. to. Yeah. He uh, wonders, uh, he has a personal question, what's the most fulfilling thing been about starting this Birds All Day and the most surprising one? <laughs> surprising is that people are actually you know, supporting us through Patreon. We yeah. actually, like, that's, you know... Which the other side of which is that we've done it every week. Yeah, that's, every week that's, except for the holidays when we had said explicitly that we weren't yeah. going to do it. Because when it was our job, it was like pulling fucking teeth. Oh to- god! <laughs> uh, I think the best thing is just like being able to uh, do it. I know that we like to do it, and people like for us to do it, and that that is really rewarding. Yeah, people have lots of nice things to say, which is uh, uh, which is a lot of fun, and it's easy to get used to. And yeah, with, again, we're very thankful and appreciative oh, as absolutely. we set off the top no, of the show. A, not a bad thing about it. No. Uh, next question is from, at, uh, from Brad McLean, at McLean underscore Deluxe, who has uh, two questions. Uh, the first one is, do you still have pit bulls? Which he tweeted at me, to which I say, fuck you, Brad. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm happily retired and living in uh, somewhere wherever I can watch the Chiefs play every week. And number two is, any regrets ignoring the will of the people by refusing to name the podcast right down the dick? Uh, to which I said, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, none. None. Uh, we are, we're grown-ass men. For fuck's sakes. I, I can't believe we let it get that far. Birds all day works. It's good. Yeah. It's Shout good. out to the Zoops. It's perfect, yeah. Uh, next question comes from Brian. Big at uh, big underscore B underscore SR. Uh, nice, yeah. Send us a Christmas card one year. 
at the oh, start. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. He wants to know, uh, was superstar pitcher Cliff, or is it Chad Pennington gone? Who will be the first position player to pitch this season? Will the Jays have a position player pitch this season? I'm going to say no. That would mean they were getting blown out. Yeah, which is, you know, not really a thing. And also, yeah, I don't know. Who would, who would pitch? <clears throat> Darwin Barney. I guess bet. that's probably Darwin a, Barney. That's a good guess, yeah. Or Josh who got, a, who got a major league contract. So, here we go. Barney. So he's here. Darwin Barney, pitching. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Corey uh, Tripship. Oh, my God. I apologize. Blah, 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 blah. I bet you this guy listens to Saskatchewan. God, these fucking Polish names. Uh, Corey at Cherapushak. That's better. Uh, Cherups at 862. Uh, if Hutch kills it in Buffalo, where he should be, would the Jays trade him while his value is high or keep him if Dickie leaves next year? Well, Dickie's leaving next year. Yeah. Dickie no is sticking doubt around. About that. No yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. They, don't, they, they haven't played him in Knoxville yet, have they? <laughs> so Dick, no, no, no. Dickie's, Dickie's gone, but. Yeah. Uh, and John Gibbons, if, st- if, if he hasn't been replaced by Wedgie. Uh, Enough of that. <laughs> please, God, never anything of that. I think Gibbons would be okay with that. I would say that it would take a lot more than a good season of AAA to, rage Drew, to yeah, raise absolutely. Drew Hutchison's trade value. Yeah. There's another question about that um, that I, we'll come back to this one as well. So, uh, Kyle, uh, Corey, question's on hold until we can get to the next Drew Hutchison question, which I saw earlier tonight. Uh, next question comes from Andrew, which is uh, underscore a, uh, at Ange underscore Rue. Clever, like we've done there. I see. He wants to know if you. <laughs> this is this is this this is without a doubt the best question of all of them. If you guys could contract one major league baseball team, which would it be, and why is it the Rockies? <laughs> <laughs> it's totally the Rockies. Of course, it's the Rockies. Fuck the Rockies. Yeah, awful. Uh, other, the only reason the Rockies need to exist is because that Giancarlo and Stanton gets to go and hit in their that's, stadium once. Yeah, a year. that's true. No, that's it's true. totally the Rockies. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Rockies. They can, they can, they can go. The Rays can stay. Uh, Andrew, thank you. That is the best question that we received. Uh, next co- uh, question comes from uh, Chris uh, Romaniu. Is that Romaniu? I'm guessing he has a question, which is: Is Mookie going to ruin everything? To which the answer is, of course, yes. Yeah, he might. That yes. whole goddamn Red Sox team. Yeah, they're pretty good. If you are not horrifically afraid of them, I don't know of which of what you are, could ever be afraid. Yeah, they're terrifying. I don't know. They got a they got a lefty in their rotation. Jays are gonna feast on that guy. Even if he pitches well in the regular season, he'll fucking suck in Apparently, the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, is Donald Trump? Will Donald Trump become president? No, the Raj Raj. He will not. No. Uh, we have another question from Gina. La La Latte. Why the hell did they change the name of the state of the franchise? What is it called now, Stoughton? It's now called the leadoff. That's dumb. Yeah. Just changed the thing. Didn't need to be changed. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it at all. Um, it was fine. It I mean, it's just, a, it's just a name. Maybe they, did, maybe they want to move away from the, uh, from the sometimes... Uh, uh, contentious past. It was never contentious. It they, was, they fed everyone enough drinks that it was never contentious. Uh, it got a little. I, it, it did before they stopped. Like or started taking questions beforehand. I, think. Mm, that was uh, I definitely remember idea. some some old man yelling something at somebody. That was good. That's 
That's about how it John would be. Would get. The worst. The, the I think I'm so interested to see what happens at this year's state of the franchise because they made the playoffs last year and people are still pissed. people are so pissed because the offseason has been disappointing in a way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That, Gina, I wish I could tell you. Gina, who rocks the season tickets, so she's always there. She knows what's up. Uh, Joanna wants to know about uh, Vikings. We already mentioned it because she says it's one of her favorites. It's my fave. Uh, I don't know, Joanna. I don't watch Vikings. Yeah, I know nothing about it other than that it's about Vikings. Swords. Maybe he could be on Jessica Jones. I'd be into that. I didn't watch that. I really like Jessica Jones. I liked it more than Daredevil, which I haven't yet to finish. I, yeah, see, I don't really do superheroes. Jessica Jones, That's uh, that, that was, to me is the uh, main appeal of Jessica Jones. is that The superhero stuff is very low-key. Well, that's good. That That's a good... Really like a point Jessica in its Jones. favor. Really like Jessica Jones. Leftovers, of course. You you banged through that yeah. like two days. Yeah. Every, that really seems good. to be a lot. You got a lot of attention at the end of the season, and people yeah. have been really getting on it. The other thing was uh, the Hutchison thing. I thought there was another question about Drew Hutchison, but I don't see it. Okay. So. Like, is there any is there any value in Drew Hutchison? Like, what kind of trade value do you think a guy like that would have? He's one year from arbitration? Or this is his last year at the uh, minimum? Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he might be. But I don't know what. How do you value I, him? Like, I think is he worth what like Wade Miley was worth? Like Wade Miley had like a three or four win year, didn't he? When in Arizona before the the, the yeah. Red Sox gave up Alan Weber, who was basically done, and and uh, uh, Robbie De La Rosa, who's like not nothing. I think that it, I mean if he shows if he shows anything if he shows that he can be anything like. Mm-hmm. You know the good Drew Hutchison, then he should have some value. I mean, he's a guy. He's still in arbitration years, so he's not that expensive compared to what you're gonna have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's there's upside there. It's just it's not a lot, but he can give you innings. He can, you know, he can do all the things we know Drew Hutchison can do. It's uh, interesting. He just might get fucking knocked the fuck around a lot. Can I take an aside here? How fucking tall is Ben Bishop? Jesus oh, Christ. Ridiculous, He's like a monster back yeah, there. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I kind of think about Shel- the difference between like a guy like Drew Hutchison and a guy like Shelby Miller. Where if Drew Hutchison has one good year, I don't think he's far off from what Shelby... Well, maybe he is. <laughs> yeah, the maybe. thing with Shelby Miller, Shelby Miller had a lot more like shine. Right? He had prospect shine. Yes, he definitely he did. He had Cardinals shine. Yeah. For a long time. Which and he obviously netted like a, an enormous package, but I don't know. I just think that it doesn't take that much if you're young and you have a you can put together a decent season. But of course, the thing with you guys like Miley and Miller and Rick Porcello, who I'm also got in my mind, is innings. Give me those 200 innings. Yeah. Don't be five and dive or like two times of the rotation and four and a third, and you're out. Out. Yeah. That's no good to anybody. <laughs> Not really. So. so- yeah, I think I it, it. His right now, his value is probably pretty low, as low as you could expect of a guy who has made like ninety success, ninety starts or something in the big yeah. leagues. Yeah, I mean, I think you could you could get something for him. Sixty I don't think starts. He's made sixty starts in the big leagues. Yeah, I don't like. I think right now you could get something, but I don't know if it would be good. Uh, he's not even a league. He hasn't even been a league average pitcher. There's there are so much that yeah. to like that I'm sure when the Pirates acquire him from the Blue Jays yeah. for like the ghost of Travis Snyder, that they'll turn him into something. But until Ray Searage and the Pirates team works for the Blue Jays, they got Russell it. Martin maybe. 
Maybe some of that magic rubbed off. It's so well last year. <laughs> Not for Hutchison. That's... No. All right. Well, that's it. We've gone on way too long. We had a lot of questions. So thank you to everyone who uh, who supplied a question. Hopefully, we don't have to go down to this uh, down this well too many times. Pitchers and catchers are less than a month away. Soon enough. Yeah. Soon enough. Or about uh, a month away. So for Andrew Stoughton and his bourbon here in his house. Right. Damn right. Uh, my name is Drew Ferris. We'll talk to you next week on, on Birds All Day. <laughs>